We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. We're barely bowl eligible here on KC Sports Network. Thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of KC Sports Network's college football podcast. Very happy to be joined uh, by my partner, Maddie Lane, on this one. Last year, we had kind of a passion project with KCSNU kickoff. That was only on YouTube, so that's kind of a deep cut for KCSN. If you were on the KCSNU YouTube page, Maddie and I were previewing the best games of the week, the best prospects that you should keep your eye on. I'm sure we talked about a lot of guys who got drafted this last year. Uh, on the KCSNU kickoff show, but this year we are proud to be joined, happy to be joined by uh, ESPN draft analyst Matt Miller. Matt, I want to start with you. How you doing, man? Great to have you on the show. I'm doing well. This means that college football is almost here. And for yep. folks watching on the KCSN YouTube, I'm actually in a hoodie today. It's like 70 degrees and raining this morning, so it's even closer to college football weather. <laughs> and I, I always look forward to summer and that post-draft break, but by now, by the middle of July, I'm like, God, I really miss waking up and watching college game day and, and not moving off my couch for, for two days. So I, I'm ready, guys. Get me fired up. Maddie, you've got the home field. Is that the home field? Uh, it is. TCU shirt? Golly, that's a You that's spoke a about one. deep cuts, right? Last year, yeah. we had our team. We had our team with the KCSNU kickoff, and it just yeah. organically became TCU with all the one-score victories through Big 12 play. So, you know, we had, the, we had to get the TCU shirt last year for the uh, show. This year, I... I have a few teams early. We're not going to talk about it yet, but I have a few teams that are early on in my, uh, those who don't know, I pick a random college team every year that I just find fun in the first like month of the year to root for all year. TCU became that last year. We'll see what this year brings. I have a few on my mind though. Uh, we might even talk about one of them today. Ooh, and we're, yeah, we're previewing the big 12 today on today's show. So the way that we've kind of mapped out these shows leading up to week zero, this means we are, I guess, technically six weeks away from week zero because we have a week zero preview uh, kind of, locked in so that means we are only uh, just over a month away from college football beginning incredibly excited we're starting we're going to preview every conference pretty high level previews uh, first up we're going to start with the big 12 obviously a lot of local interest in the big 12 and uh, they just had their media day recently which means we've got polls we've got preseason awards how much stock you want to put into these polls and preseason awards is up to your uh, up to your discretion uh, but Texas comes in at number one at that uh, the preseason poll fall by Kansas State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech coming in at number four, TCU at number five, Baylor, Oklahoma State, UCF at number eight, 
uh, Kansas at number nine, an unprecedented number nine. I'm not going to say much more about that. An unprecedented number nine for Kansas. Uh, Iowa State, number 10, BYU 11, Houston 12, Cincinnati 13, and West Virginia 14. So uh, overall thoughts on the preseason poll, Matt, I want to start with you. Uh, Anything unexpected that you saw out of that poll uh, coming from the preseason poll? I have to go full disclaimer here. I've been a Texas fan for like 30 years. So anytime you see Texas at the top, it's just panic and dread sets in, you know, where you're just like, no, don't put these expectations on a Texas team. That means they're going to lose like week three, week two to Alabama. I mean, it's, this is how it always goes. It's a very talented team. You know, even from what I do from an NFL draft perspective, Texas is talented this year, but uh, I will say big picture. What surprises me, there's some very well-coached teams that are outside looking in. And I would say Kansas at nine. We saw what they did last year with, with Leipold being such a great coach. Iowa State always overperforms expectations. They are the anti-Texas. Matt Campbell is such a good coach. They, they won't finish number 10. When this is all said and done, if we do a recap in December, Iowa State will be higher than 10. And I even think BYU at 11. Like These are very well-coached teams that do have some talent as well. So – uh, I will be I will be surprised if those three teams are truly in the bottom of the rankings when it's all said and done. Yeah, for me, the funny thing about I'm glad that you mentioned Iowa State. When Iowa State's like predicted to do well, they they kind of flatten out back to normal Iowa State. Yes. And when they're not expected to do well, they go out and like compete for the Big 12 titles. So I would not be surprised to see them a lot higher because this is like the first time in a while I feel like they've been pushed towards like this far down the rankings. Uh, none of it surprises me a ton. I think Texas deserves, I know you're a little worried because, you know, being a Texas fan, you're a little worried yeah. with them at the top. That, that doesn't surprise me. That makes sense. K-State obviously coming off of winning the Big 12 championship, despite, you know, TCU scoring a touchdown in overtime because he crossed the goal line, but we don't need to talk about that here. Uh, so K-State deserves to be second. And like the rest of it seems about right. I just, I love this conference. It's one of the most fun to watch right now. And I think we're talking about it soon, but like anybody can win any given week. And like, that's, that's a lot of the fun about the big 12 right now is there's not a team that you go into any week and be like, Oh no, this is definitely a win for that team, no matter what. And so that's what makes it so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, great competition in the big 12. I got some great players in the big 12 too. We got the preseason awards coming out there. Uh, maybe a little controversial according to the Twitter folks, but uh, offensive player of the year was Jalen Daniels, a quarterback from Kansas. Uh, defensive player of the year, Jalen Ford, from uh, the linebacker from Texas. And newcomer of the year, Treshawn Ward. They all kind of rhyme, actually. Maybe that's why they did it. Uh, the newcomer yeah. of the year uh, from Kansas State, the running back, the transfer in. So uh, some some pretty uh, preseason stuff. I don't know how much you put stock into it. You can put a lot of stock. You can put not a lot of stock. But let's start with the strength of this conference, uh, Matt. What do you kind of think from top to bottom looking at this conference? Uh, how would you describe the strength of it? I think it's explosive. And, and, you know, there's jokes, the big 12, they don't play defense. It's somewhat true, but this is, it's, it's going to be an explosive year. And you talk about Jalen Daniels being the big 12 preseason quarterback of the year, player of the year. Uh, if he's healthy, I mean, we saw last year, my man was, he, he was on a Heisman track, maybe not to win, yeah. but to be in the conversation and to get an invite. Uh, if he can stay healthy, uh, I would expect very big things because he was kind of coming into his own last year. The game was starting to slow down. I think we'll see him be, you know, hopefully a little bit bigger this year to where he can absorb some of the punishment that he took last year, especially as such a a big play runner. I mentioned my Longhorns. There might not be a better wide receiver room in the country. And I I know Ohio State's got some dudes, but Texas has. I mean, Xavier Worthy could be a first-round pick. Donnie Mitchell coming over from Georgia. Jordan Whittington comes back as a super senior. This is a a loaded 
offensive group. And and then you know you're going to get offense from Oklahoma. You know you're going to get offense from Texas Tech. I mean, Tech is, if you want to say a, a surprise team, uh, Tech is definitely going to be in the mix because of what they can do offensively. So I expect a, a ton of points. We should see a lot of 50-55 games, which makes it fun. Mm-hmm. And and it, it truly does leave things open. You know, as you guys know, so many of these big 12 games come down to like who has the ball last because it's just a straight shootout. And that's a little more fun than watching a big 12 game that's like nine to two, you know, on a Saturday night. So uh, give me all the big 12. Yeah, for me, I think it's just kind of the Big 12 is pretty innovative, I think, in all of football, but especially yeah. college football. Um, you know, the, a lot of air raid teams have come through there. You've had a lot of spread offenses. And then you've got the narrative that, you know, this conference doesn't play defense. And while, like Matt said, it's it's definitely true in some regard, you've also had like teams like Iowa State and K-State kind of being at the forefront of the, you know, the 3-3-5 stuff that's taking over the college football or these three safety defenses to slow down that stuff. So there really is super innovative defensive stuff going on scheme wise that plays out on the field to stop these high powered offenses. So it's, it's just kind of fun. If you watch big 12 football, especially with the connection it has to Texas high school football, because that's, you know, the world of high school football runs through Texas. And that's where a lot of innovation starts. It gets to the big 12. It seems before it gets to any other power five conferences. Like that's one of the best parts about the big 12 close games. It's competitive, but if you pay enough attention, you're going to see something new that's probably going to catch on the next couple of years. And a lot of times it starts in the big 12s. Like that's something I love to keep an eye on. Yeah. And that's a great point. When I think about strength of conference, I kind of think of those, you know, those tier list makers that you can make online and just like put, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think of like, I try, I tried to like tier them out. Um, and I would, I think the the big 12 is a solid a tier. Now I don't think it's the S tier. I don't think it's up with there with like sec and, and big 10, depending <laughs> on what style of football you like to watch, I guess. Uh, but it's the, the strength and then like the teams that come out of the big 12 are always very quality. Always. They've always got one in the mix for the college football playoff too. It seems like they, they've got some good teams, some good competition. Uh, I think it's a solid a, uh, when it, when it comes to the tier, uh, of what what these guys what these uh, what these teams are in, but uh, I, I do really like this conference. So I think it, we should talk about the new additions to this conference as well. Um, it's very interesting geographically when you talk about these teams; they're kind of all over oh, the place. Yeah. Uh, but UCF, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati. Obviously, Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. I believe that's next season for the SEC. Uh, these teams get yep. added a year earlier, so that we have a fourteen-team Big Twelve right now. Uh, Maddie, I want to start with you. What do you think about these new additions for this conference? I love it. I, I understand geography, you know, wise it's doesn't make a lot of sense. There's, you know, you're traveling all over the place, but I think the way college football is heading, that's just not, that's no longer going to matter that much. And I get it. If you are a little bit of a purist, if you are somebody that has always loved, you know, the big 12 and what that stands for, you probably want it to be a little bit closer. You like the rivalries and everything that it stands for, but as somebody kind of on the outside, I love adding these teams. And I think these kind of group of five teams all deserve it. They've all had their own versions of success over the past decade, two decades now with Cincinnati, UCF, uh, Houston, and BYU all coming in now. I think it just adds good competition. You're losing kind of two blue bloods of the conference next year. You need to add somebody back into the mix. And I think these four schools while you're not going to replace OU or Texas like one-to-one with them, you're adding to what makes the Big 12 great. Every game's exciting. Every game's close. It matters. And week in, week out, somebody else can win. So, yeah, I I like the additions. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm actually most excited to see UCF in a Power 5 team. Mm -hmm. Like, when they play good competition, they usually, you know, show well. How's that look over an entire season? Can they handle the grind of playing against, you know, these this higher level of competition all year? 
but I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see it because that program's fun. They have some of the best jerseys in all of college football as well. So anytime you can just boost those up, I'm all for it. Yeah, and now now UCF can't claim a fake national title. You know, if they go undefeated, (laughs) they actually they're in they're in a big boy conference, so they can play for a. They should do it again anyway. Right. right, they they still should. I agree. I, I do. I'm I'm with Maddie. I love the. You're not going to replace Texas. You're not going to replace Oklahoma. They're right. they are close to blue bloods, if not blue bloods, in college football. But I, I think you they did a good job of finding intriguing storylines. Houston being elevated. Dana Holgerson's return to the Big Twelve. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be some bad blood there. And, and Coach Dana is not only a great time, uh, especially if you get a sugar-free Red Bull into him. But, you know, he's an innovative coach and he's a a big personality, a big character that, you know, he and Mike Gundy going at each other uh, is going to be absolutely amazing. But, you know, Houston has had some legit players come through there. Ed Oliver, you know, is a a, five-star prospect as a draft pick. They have an offensive tackle this year, Patrick Paul, who looks like he could be a a first-round pick, if not a little bit higher. So um, I, I do think that they're bringing in programs, you know, BYU, they had Zach Wilson. They, they have an offensive tackle this year who has a, an early round one grade. So the, they've done a good job of bringing up schools that are going to continue that pedigree of, you know, high profile players, getting people drafted. And I'll take a, a dig at Texas. It's not like the Longhorns have been putting people in the first round a whole lot lately. So uh, I think Houston and BYU have done a better job of that. So, yes, you're losing a big name school. I do love that we're like 15 minutes in and we really haven't talked about Oklahoma even at this point. So it's like, is, is losing Oklahoma that big of a deal without Lincoln Riley or, or Bob Stoops? Maybe not. But, you know, getting these schools in, it's to be great for the frequent flyer miles, you know, oh, yeah. bringing UCF into this. I mean, going from Morgantown, West Virginia to Orlando is just, I mean, talk about culture shock for some of these players, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's definitely going to be a good time. I can't wait to see the BYU students when they go to uh, to Morgantown. That's going to be a culture shock. Talk yeah. about going from Provo to, to Morgantown. I mean, that's like a five-hour, six-hour flight. That's <laughs> yeah. so I mean, long. That's so I long. know I'm just an old man, but I'm always like, how do they go to class on Friday? You know, or Thursday. Like, oh, yeah. How many classes are you missing when you fly from Provo or Salt Lake City to Morgantown or Orlando? And that's a, that's a weekend. Oh my gosh, that is that is a very long time. Uh, no, I, I think the additions are are very interesting. Uh, Cincinnati is one of them too, where that program had has been pretty good. It was in the yeah. college football playoff, but it you know kind of been picked over a little bit. You'll say they got a new coach coming in there too. So uh, Houston is an interesting one. I think uh, the BYU as well, and and UCF. Maddie, you mentioned they've got the coolest uniforms. They've got those uniforms this year that might be a broadcaster's nightmare as they're all white but have gold numbers on them. Yes. There's no chance yep. anyone's going to be able to see those numbers. I used to like spot. Uh, for stats uh, for Northwest Missouri State, and I used to would have to call out, you know, the numbers like catch at this yard line. Northwest had some uniforms that were green, and they had like silver numbers on them. And then on like a sunny college or sunny Saturday, you couldn't really see that. And that that's like that's a pretty decent contrast. So I feel for the people having to do the stats, for having to do the calling, the broadcasters trying to look down and be like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that yeah. what that number is. But um, no, some. Some great teams, I think, added to this conference. You mentioned Dana Holgerson. A Houston team last year that was incredibly interesting. And like it, it, You never knew what, what Houston team you were going to get last year. I know there was a couple times Maddie and I were doing shows where like, all right, they, they could win, but they also could just like <laughs> look completely awful. Like uh, there's, You just had no idea what was going on. 
um, another year with with Holgerson is probably. 60, I mean, they played a game that ended sixty three to seventy something last yeah. year against SMU. Yeah. Like this is yeah. just one of the wildest things ever. That team was a lot of fun, and that fits exactly with what yes. the Big Twelve has. It's maybe not always going to be the best or cleanest football, college football that you're going to see. But boy, is it going to be some of the most fun you're going to watch week in and week out. Yeah, I do think too. Like once once Dana can recruit for the Big Twelve. Like, you're in a, such a rich area. Like, if you can dominate Houston, which I know is hard, Texas A&M's there. Yeah. LSU pulls from Houston. Obviously, Texas pulls from Houston. But, man, if he can get a foothold there now that they're in a major conference, like, that that could be a team that, that flips its its story pretty quick. Yeah. That's a good team to watch. Uh, all right. We got some more uh, topics to talk about. We're going to talk about some dark horse teams, some players to watch. But first, we got to take a break. We got to pay some bills. We'll be right back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back into Barely Bowl Eligible. I'm hanging out with Maddie Lane and Matt Miller uh, at NFL Draft Scout on the Twitter and the threads too, right? You're on the threads. Oh, there you go. Uh, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to make it work. Maddie's on threads Love as those well. Threads. Um, I, yeah, you are. You might not you know, sure? it, but you are on threads. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've kind of given up on threads, truthfully. I forgot about threads till I just mentioned it. Um, but we're talking dark horse teams in the big 12 right now. And looking up and down, like the poll, I think, I think there's so many that you can like go with just because as we've been talking about with this conference, it's, it's, it's a pretty deep conference, but, uh, Matt, I want to start with you. Uh, Who do you think is that dark horse team that could kind of contend to, to win the conference? I promise I'm not just sucking up to the local listeners, but I I truly Uh think it's the university of Kansas. Like I, what they did last year, I mean, they gave, they gave great teams, good teams, a run for their money. They beat some good teams. I mean, the, the start to the season last year before Jalen Daniels got hurt was electric. And uh, I did a quick look. 
I have 15 Kansas players on my preseason draft watch list. I don't think that's ever happened. I've been doing this since 2011, 2010 professionally. I don't think that's ever happened where I had that many Kansas players. So, you know, that's a credit to the way that they've recruited. It's a a credit to the way they've developed players. So if you can keep Jalen Daniels healthy, and and that is a big key. Um, You've got Dominic Pooney, offensive guard. He looks like a a really, really high-level player as well. So I know K-State's got some dudes per usual, but if I had to pick one Kansas school to kind of be the dark horse to watch, it would be the Jayhawks. No, I, I mean, I get, that makes sense. Watching what they did last year. That was a huge step. Uh, let's, let's throw some of the local fans a, a little bit of a bone here. Who is your favorite Kansas potential draft prospect coming up this year? If you happen to know off your top of your head, just who's your favorite guy on that team right now for the upcoming draft? Yeah, it is. It is Jalen Daniels just because the way he plays yep. is, is where the game's going. But I will say uh, Logan Brown at offensive tackle is is pretty close. I'm expecting a, a big year from him and he could get himself in that in that top 100 conversation. Ooh, very nice. I, I'm a fan of uh, Mason Fairchild to talk to some other people, too, who like yes. him at, at, as a tight end. So, yeah, he's the guy yep. that I kind of got my had my eye on last year. I, I like him, too, for Kansas. Not a Kansas fan at all. Nobody's going to ever confuse me for that. Yeah. But I will <laughs> say some nice things about some other players from time to time. Um, my dark horse team, it's kind of unfair because, uh, they were voted fourth in the uh, preseason poll, but like, I still feel like Texas tech is a team that a lot of people would be surprised if they won the big 12. Like, I mean, they were voted up highly when it came in the preseason poll. So I get it, but you look at Texas tech has not had a long history of a ton of success in the big 12. I mean, they have the best football player on the planet that came through there and they still weren't winning (laughs) the, the big 12. Right. And so I think coming into year two of Joey McGuire and the way that he has that team running, they bring back a lot of production. Yes, they lose Tyree Wilson, who's you know was their best player last year. He's gone, but they bring back, I think, almost every other starter on the defensive side of the ball. They, they brought do. in a couple guys and the transfer portal. I think this team's going to have a lot of continuity. I think they're going to come out. They're going to be able to hit the ground running. There won't be quite the same level of QB controversy week to week as they had last year as they rotated through, I think, three different starters. And they won't have just everybody trying to get on the same page. So I kind of have high hopes for Texas Tech. I like the way they're going about their process. Like, hey, we're in the Big 12. We're competing with Texas and Oklahoma and all these other bigger programs. Why don't we just dial into the Texas high school pipeline? We have a lot of connections in here. We're just going to recruit locally through these guys, and we're going to make the best. The, the Texas high school all-star team is essentially what they're making, and I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out uh, for this year. So I got Texas Tech. Yeah, they're voted fourth, but if they end up winning the conference, I'm not shocked. Same. Also the best draft-eligible punter in the nation. Texas Tech. Oh, that's I know. what we need. You went deep no, that's what we need. Austin McNamara, best punter in college right. football. So, Writing that one down. Can't wait yeah. for Bill Belichick to sprint to the podium for that one. Right. Um, <laughs> they're going to be doing that. Uh, when you talk about like dark horse teams, Benny, you mentioned like Texas Tech is a little bit higher up in the polls. Um, yeah. And I was, I was looking back at the poll. I forgot that Oklahoma State got a first place vote. Um, one for single first place vote as a, as the as the seventh team in the conference. Um, I'm gonna go with TCU just because uh, they did lose a lot of guys right to the draft. They had a lot of basically their whole offense with Max Duggan and Quentin Quentin Johnson and uh, Kendra Miller is gone. Uh, but they have the guy, and this might parlay into kind of the next topic we want to talk about in Chandler Morris, who was named the starting quarterback, but then got hurt. Um, yeah. And was was kind of the guy that Sonny Dykes trusted to take over for that offense. I think that there's there could be a lot there. I, I think that Sonny Dykes is one of those coaches that he's got a system in place to feel comfortable with him. Again, picked fifth, so it's not like they're like vastly underrated, but a team that just went 
uh, to the college football playoff. I think a lot of people were soured by that national championship game, and rightfully so because it was kind of a bloodbath and not very fun to watch at all. I know a lot of people turned it off before even halftime started uh, just because it was so one-sided, and that kind of soured some people on like TCU's year last year and just TCU's in general uh, with the style that they play. But um, I do like TCU a lot. That might be a little bit of a bias pick by me, but I feel like not a lot of people are talking about them. And they did lose a ton on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a that's a that's a big part that goes into it. But I I want to start off with uh, players to watch. I was going to say Chandler Morris as my as as the guy to watch because I think that's going to be very interesting how he takes over in that quarterback position. And because because I mentioned he was tabbed the starting quarterback and then he got hurt against it was BYU right that was their first game. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think they start this year against Colorado, so that's going to be a really interesting one. That's right. I think that's that is actually Dion's first game at Colorado is against TCU. That's going to be a very fun game to watch. I cannot wait to preview that game. Uh, but that's who I've got uh, for my player to watch this season. Uh, Maddie, let's start with you. Who do you got? Oh, well, I'm glad that you mentioned Oklahoma State because I think they're undergoing a little bit of a change here. That team has been Steven Sanders' team for it feels like a decade now. He feels like he's been there forever. <laughs> and that was kind of how you defined Oklahoma State. He's gone now. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of change, a lot of guys in out. I, I'm not entirely sure. We have some people that are Oklahoma State fans that were really disappointed for how the season was going. Now they're a little bit hyped up again. So I don't know, but Colin Oliver, uh, you know, uh, he's coming in. He's a defensive end for him. He took a step back in his production for them last year. I believe he was the Big 12 freshman, you know, player of the year uh, as a freshman two years ago. Last year took a small step backwards, but now he's kind of transitioning to a off-ball linebacker edge kind of outside linebacker type player. I think that's good for him. I think he's a little bit lighter, but he's a great speed rusher. I want to see what he has. He's undersized, like in terms of a draft prospect, but for a college edge rusher, he's a guy that has a lot of speed. I think he's pretty flexible, and I think they're going to find a way to weaponize him a little bit more this year. So I would like to see him to get back up and kind of compete for, you know, that Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year kind of moniker, again, that I think a lot of people had hopes that he would do last year. Yeah, that's a that's a good one, Matty. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to stick true to my Longhorns and not talk about the wide receivers, but talk about the tight end, Jatavian Sanders, who is so uh, good for all the all the hype last year. You know, it was like, oh, my gosh, Xavier Worthy and all these receivers are going to break out. Uh, it was Jatavian Sanders who broke out, you know, six four, two fifty, 250, uh, big, big target. They can play in line. They flexed him out. They played him in some H back, but he had a very quiet 54 catches last year and was oftentimes a clutch weapon, you know, when, when the, the vertical routes weren't working with Cook, with uh, Worthy and the other guys, it was Saunders, Sanders, excuse me, who was making the plays underneath. And I think now we have a, a healthy Quinn Ewers, year two in the system where yeah. he's not coming straight off Ohio State, 19 years old, being thrown into the mix is, oh, hey, go save Texas football. <laughs> the mullet's gone. Uh, he's bulked up a little bit. So I, I think the Texas offense should be more in sync. And Sanders is the guy who could really benefit. So I've even done it. There will be a ton of talk about that wide receiver room. What do you do without B. John Robinson? What do you do without Roshan Johnson? They're going to throw the ball a lot more this year. And I really do think Sanders is the guy who could benefit the most. Brock Bowers in Georgia is the best tight end in the country, bar none. But Sanders <laughs> is is quietly right there in the mix as somebody who could be I mean, like a late first-round pick, early second-round pick. We'll see how he looks when it comes to the combine and things like that. He's only a junior, so he has some time. But uh, he is someone that, say, every time I watch games on Saturday – I'm continually impressed with what he's doing. So this could be the year he becomes more of a, a household name. 
that entire Texas team is full of players to watch. We, you know, we only talked about, I mean, a couple guys here and, you know, we don't want to talk only about Texas, but the team's so good. You mentioned all the wide receivers and they have, um, was it Nayer, the transfer from Wyoming that had a miss all last year? He looked amazing in in summer uh, (laughs) and even the spring game and had to miss the season. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like there's so much talent on that team. And like, this yeah. kind of goes back to the point. They're first overall in the preseason poll. They should win. This is a team on talent. And you can say this most years, but I think you've also seen the strides to think yeah. that this team should be competing for the playoff this year. This team should be competing against anybody they play. One of my favorite players for Texas, and he's not like a draft eligible guy, but the left tackle, Kelvin Banks. Oh, I love watching him. Him getting out in space yeah. is one of my favorite guys to watch right now. I loved watching him getting out for Bijan or Roshan last year. It's like, Texas Longhorns, I said, I tease it at the top. There's a team that's on my contention list for being kind of my, my team of the year. Texas is, is the one. They're, the, they're a big Come on over, team. Maddie. I'll sing I love all the talent, man. <laughs> I love all the talent there, man. I, they're, they're on the list. There's a couple other teams, but they are early on the list because I love viewers. I think he's got a lot of talent, and I think some people have soured on him because they saw the ups and downs last year, but I think there's a chance mm-hmm. that he's really good. I love a lot of the other players. Like I'm excited to see Texas this year. I really am. Kelvin Banks not voted uh, first team all Big 12 preseason. Ooh, oof, and like, yes, that's a big oversight, but I just hope it pisses him off, puts a little chip <laughs> on his shoulder, and he just steamrolls people all year as a reminder. So, Kelvin, print it out, put it in your locker, buddy. <laughs> there you go. You know, Matt, Matt, you mentioned it kind of earlier on in the show. It took us a long time to mention Oklahoma. We still haven't really talked about Oklahoma all that much. We, could, okay we should probably guys. do that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. I know I already said Jalen Morris, but Dylan Gabriel is a very interesting case too. When you talk about Oklahoma and how he's going to be, he he was beat up last year, right? That that Oklahoma team was not up to Oklahoma standards, and it was a very weird year, I think, for Oklahoma. Uh, what what Dylan Gabriel does is going to be very interesting, I think, this year. Um, and, and Maddie and I have had the conversations about just like quarterbacks in this conference. There's a lot of pretty solid quarterbacks in this conference. And when you talk about Will Howard, you talk about Quinn Ewers, you talk about Dylan Gabriel, Jalen Daniels, you can. You could convince me on the order of those four guys. Uh, usually, it's it's pretty kind of up in the air until we get into to kind of the play. But like a healthy Dylan Gabriel, especially when he was at UCF, was exciting to watch. A fun player to watch. Uh, they do lose Theo Weese transfer to Missouri, but I mean he didn't get used a whole lot at Oklahoma. So I just had to throw Theo Weese out there and give Mizzou a shout out. And just gonna try, try to see how many how many Mizzou shouts I can do on each right. show oh, without it. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. No, it's, it's, it's a very interesting conference, and that kind of brings us to, to our wrap-up question here. Uh, who do we think will win the conference? What's our conference winner prediction? Um, I think we all might have the same answer, uh, but Matt, I do want to start with you on this one. Who do you got winning the conference? Biases, uh, man, bias aside, and I the existential dread that comes over me when I have to make this prediction. But I'm going to say Texas. If Texas does not win the the, the conference, 
they will be looking for a new head coach. Uh, there, there's my my bold take for you because the expectations are college football playoffs this year. I, I think realistically, even if you chalk up a loss to Alabama early in the season, they should on talent they should beat Alabama. They're that talented. I that's not a homer pick. I, I would not have said that last year, and they almost beat Alabama. So yeah. uh, I, I think this is a year where the, yes, the schedule's tough, and yes, you have a target on your back every week because every player in the Big Twelve didn't get recruited by you. And there's always going to be that target when you're Texas of, you know, we've even heard Patrick Mahomes say it, you know, he, he loved playing Texas because he didn't go there and, and they didn't give him that look. And so uh, there's a target, but I think right now Texas has the scheme with Sark and they finally have the players to run his scheme. And that was a really important transition point. Once he got in there was the scheme was great, but now you got to get the players. He's got his players. So there's no more excuses. Texas should win. Uh, this this conference. I'm with you. I, I can't really make a good argument against it. I, I love Sark. I think he's a lot of fun. I think he's a really good offensive mind and you give him this much talent. Eventually you have to start seeing the results. And I think you've seen flashes of the results, especially last year. They were there. There was just still a little bit of a consistency issue and you kind of got to hope you shake that out this year. So I'm also going to pick Texas. I think they should win. If they don't, I do think there is some trouble kind of brewing there. Kansas State every year is always going to be there because what Kansas State's going to do is they're going to make something ugly. It's every game is going to be ugly. The season's going to probably be kind of a grind, but they find ways to win football games. And if you get to that Texas K State football matchup, I believe, is that kind of that's towards the end of the year, isn't it? Or is it in the Yeah, it's in November. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Yeah. it's there at the end. That might be the game for, I mean, for the whole thing right there. That might be your final kind of thing to get, figure out, I guess, who's going to get into the the final match, the championship game there. But like, that's a big game coming in. They might play each other twice in, I guess, that month almost. So it, it'll be interesting, but I got Texas. I got Texas taking this. I think the only game they should lose on talent is Alabama. You want to chalk up another loss in there to like AK state or then cover your ears, Matt, Oklahoma, because the talent might be close yeah. enough there. One more loss to get them to the championship game, maybe, but they should win the conference or at least be playing in the championship game. Yeah. I think the path looks the best for Texas, right? Uh, you talk about that's who I'm taking as well as Texas, but you talk about Kansas State. They lost a whole lot on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, when when you talk about kind of where they're going to be at, you know, Will Howard does return after the six games that he played. I don't know if he played their six toughest games. Uh, when I went back and looked at their schedule, kind of looking at it, I don't got to play their six easiest games. He played TCU twice. He got the best of them one time, but as Maddie mentioned, did he really though? Um, <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory. Uh, but anyway, I do think that Texas kind of, it, it's their conference to lose and they are talented. You mentioned the last year's Alabama game, a healthy Quinn Ewers, and I think they do beat Alabama. Um, and I, I think that game, oh. sweating my, you know, body off. And as a Texas <laughs> fan, I was like, I think I bet like a hundred dollars on Texas to win just to dick around. Yeah, and that was a large payout. And oh. as it got late in the game, I'm looking at my wife and my brother, and I'm like, not only might Texas win, but I might win a lot of money you know on this game (laughs) obviously texas did not win and i stopped betting last year like week two because i was so disillusioned by what happened and uh so yeah but that's a bittersweet game to talk about that's a uh that's a game that i would probably stay away from well i don't know what that (laughs) that line is right now but like that game is like "Ah, i don't know if i'll touch that one yeah i shouldn't have yeah oh well but (laughs) All right, before we get out of here, there's a, there's a few teams we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Maddie, I want to start with you. Just some final thoughts on this conference. Anything that we didn't hit on that you want to you touch on? I mean, 
we kind of skirted around it, but like, I mean, Oklahoma is there. Oklahoma has been, you know, kind of the class of the big 12, obviously losing Lincoln Riley, you know, matters in, the, in this equation here, but they had been winning. They had been right there at the top and now they're going to enter year 200 Brent Venables. Can Oklahoma transition to a defensive first team? Like, can they do that? I, yeah. It's hard for me. I know they've been there before, like kind of, but it's like hard for me to envision that. Right. So like, I'm just curious to see what they do and not even what this team looks like. They're moving to the sec. It's only going to get harder for them. I just, I wonder what the kind of that identity of that team is going to be. And if they have another rough year, you know, injuries aside, like I just wonder how much longer Brent Venables is going to be in that job. Like I know he yeah. was passed over or turned down some head coaching jobs while he was a defensive coordinator at Clemson. I know there is some stuff in his background that maybe didn't make him super appealing for every school. So like if you start to have that and then struggles, I understand the history there with Oklahoma for him, but that's not a team worth, they're like used to losing very often. So another bad year, he might find himself quickly on the hot seat as well. Yeah, especially a bad year without a direction, you know, without a clear direction. Mm, yeah. You know, if you can't say like, hey, like, you know, we won six games, seven games, but you know, here's where we're going. You know, you could almost sell that, but I'm, I'm with you. And I'm not saying that as a as a, a Texas fan, you you would love for Oklahoma to like stick with a coach that can't figure it out. But yeah. I, I don't think they're I don't think they're going to do that. Um, it is interesting. Some of the teams that don't get mentioned. Baylor. Um, we didn't talk about Baylor oh, right. one time. That's always an, an interesting team. They're kind of middle of the pack right now. But, you know, we've seen in the past, like they do a very good job of they will recruit speed and they will recruit guys who've been overlooked and kind of have that chip on their shoulder. And then they're going to win like nine games. So you, you definitely have to keep an eye on Baylor. They don't have the, the big names this year. They don't have the star power. Um, one crazy like NFL draft take I'll have for you guys. The Big oh, 12 perfect. is so, so deep on offensive line this year. There's, I mean, Cooper Beebe, obviously, at Kansas State. I mentioned Patrick Paul at Houston. Uh, there's Kingsley, the left tackle at BYU. But this is a really, really good year for offensive line play in the Big 12. I mean, Texas has some dudes. Oklahoma has some guys. So if you're just sitting back on a Saturday and you're thinking, whether it's as a Chiefs fan or something else, about you know filling needs in the draft, the Big 12 is a really, really good conference for offensive line play this year. Yeah. It's exciting to watch. You mentioned Cooper Beebe. I kind of want to hit on Kansas State a little bit more. I did mention that they were kind of bludgeoned from the NFL draft, uh, basically at the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball defensively, too, when you talk about their corners, but they've got a lot of guys stepping up there. Again, it's, I think it's a testament to kind of Chris Kleiman and what they got going on that they're second after losing all those key guys that they have. They do return their Absolutely. quarterback, which is, a, which is a really big key piece, uh, but a team that is going to be competing for that Big 12 title. And listen, it wouldn't shock me if they do win the Big 12 again. I think that they're they're one of those teams that, as I can't remember if Matt or Maddie mentioned it, they're just, uh -oh. they're they're ugly. And it's, it's one of those things that they win ugly, they win the games, they yeah. figure out a way to do it. And that's what you kind of need to do in the Big 12 is figure out how to win ugly ways. And that could be a negative connotation. Some people can take that how they want, but that's a that's a very positive thing, I think, for Kansas State and kind of how they approach these games. And Chris Kleiman, uh, and Colin Klein, too, as an offensive coordinator, I know he was kind of tried to he he was almost lured away by the Notre Dame job but stayed stayed put in, in Manhattan. So um, very exciting times in Manhattan, Kansas for for football, for basketball. Uh, but that team to, to lose as much as they did and be number two still, I think it speaks highly of the coaching staff there. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it's a great coaching staff. Would would we do we think K State has the best coaching staff in the Big Twelve? Like, who do you guys think has the best mm. coaching staff in the Big Twelve? Any answers? Fine. You know, I I think there's a few teams right Man, there. Yeah, K State. K -State. A lot of good coaches. Total staff. It might be K State. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy yeah. that five years ago you would have said like a Maddie Campbell at Iowa State. The NFL wants him. 
Mm. But, you know, they've, they've underperformed, even though he's legitimately like turning out talent to the NFL, yeah. uh, they've underperformed. So, uh, man, that is, that is a good question. Yeah, I, I think Matt Campbell and I was saying he kind of hit the ceiling and the hype got really built up. And then, like, it's just, it's so hard to sustain what he did at Iowa State for too long. Yep. And yeah. maybe he wants to be at a school like that or something, but it just kind of feels like it stalled out a little bit. And now, not that he's not a great coach, but he's still a phenomenal coach. What he's doing at Iowa State is unprecedented there, but it yeah. just it feels like that hype has stalled out. But yeah, I, I'd lean K State. You, we talked about, you mentioned Baylor earlier. Not that I think their staff overall goes up there, but I do love Dave Aranda. And I think that kind of wraps up into the, innovation part of the big 12 stuff that he does defensively and how many new coaches and stuff base a lot of what they do around what he learned through Wisconsin and it took to LSU with them. It's like, I always do love watching Baylor just for his defense, honestly, and all yeah. his clinics, his clinics are the best. Yeah. Lots of good coaches. When you just talk about head coaches <laughs> in the big 12, lots of good ones to, to talk about. And it's in a very exciting conference. So we thank you guys for listening to our big 12 preview of Barely Bull Eligible, the new college football show here on KC Sports Network. For Matt Lane and Matt Miller, I'm Tucker Franklin. We'll be back next week with another conference preview. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.